0: Of Gospel for Grampian, coming to you from sunny South Africa on this 26th January is Women of Africa Care Team. And with you today in the studio is Angelina, Myrtle, and Karina. So sit back, relax, get yourself a cup of coffee, and join us as we unpack episode 35 What Am I? So, What Am I is basically the complete package about a person which is made up of my identity, my gender, my heritage, my culture, my race, my group, my personality, and my personal branding. And then it it, it encapsulates my purpose, what are my skills and talents and passions. And lastly, my place of influence. What are you, Myrtle?
1: What am I, Angelina? I am Myrtle, a white female woman. I'm 63 years old. And to be quite honest, I don't feel my age, as I am very active and full of passion for life, by God's grace. My passion is fashion. I like to have the look for businesswomen. I love clothes, high heels and beautiful makeup, as you know. I'm a financial and economic development director for Women of Africa Care, and I am Very proud of it. My passion was going into fashion when I started working but landed up in finance. Today, I must be honest, I enjoy working with figures and listening to the latest updates on world economic activities in my private time. So Angelina, here's a whole full package of Myrtle.
0: Absolutely. So, yeah, I love how Myrtle describes her to be able to explain our series today on What Am I? The What Am I is saying, I look this way, I dress this way, I come from this culture, and I love certain things, but my career path is really defining what I am. Uh, I'm a financial and economic development director. Like you say, that's what you are. And the full package is you're a woman, a beautiful woman that dresses well And you are in the field of economic development. So let's talk about you, beautiful Karina. What are you?
2: Hi, Gospel for Grampian listeners. I am a female. I am 24 years old, going to be 25. Super excited, halfway to 50. I like, um, if you look at me, you know that I don't like plain things. I like things that have color. I like expressing myself through poetry. I like writing. I like art. I like A lot of things, and I like helping people. And my job in Women of Africa Care is economic development specialist, through developing strategies, through you know consultation and how you can develop uh, good strategies that will provide skills training for the people in impoverished communities. So that's one of the things that I do, and in Women of Africa Care, amongst the others, which is technical website designing and. Uh, health and safety in
0: the office as well. So I love it. So it's like when when you listen to what am I, you think about a fish. It has a specific color, a goldfish. When you look at the what am I in a gold in a fish like a goldfish, you'll see it's gold. It's a fish. It lives in that in in the fish tank or in the ocean in the corals, and it has its place of purpose. So the what am I today is basically describing your makeup, and your place of purpose, right? So that's why we bring out the female, we bring out the aesthetic look, we bring out the likes, we bring out the the colors and the dress codes and the passions, and then we say, okay, now that we know all this about you, what is your purpose in life? And like Karina and Myrtle quite rightly said, they have positions in Women of Africa Care, and they see that as their purpose in life. So everything has purpose in life. Let's talk about you, Gospel for grandparents. Listening to us today, what are you? Meaning, who are you? What is your place of purpose? And what is your purpose? That is the what you are. So if you are missing the what you are, meaning you're missing your place of purpose, there's a probability that you don't know who you are. You don't know your identity. You don't know your inheritance. You don't know what you're called to do. And so listening to our series 33, 34, and now 35, you need to listen to each of it to be able to go back and say, who am I? Where did I come from? Go back and listen to episode 33. If you don't know your identity, you will not understand what you were designed to do. Therefore, you will not know what you are, right? So let's, we're going to use today the analogy of fish. You have a fish in a fishbowl. bowl, It has purpose and we have, a, we have fish in an ocean that has purpose. So when we are talking to Gospel for Grampian listeners, we're saying we are all human beings, but every human being has its place of purpose. Just like certain fish is designed to be in a fishbowl, other fish are designed to be in the ocean. So in order for you to know where you designed to be, we're going to analyze the life of a fish in a fishbowl, and the life of a fish in an ocean in order for you to be able to think on where is your place of purpose. Because when you can identify your place or purpose, you will have a lot of answers as to who you are and why you're built that way. The reason a shark is built that way is because it is called to help the ecosystem in the ocean. So is a shark a bad thing? No. It's a dangerous thing, but there's a reason for it being in the ocean. It has a place in the ecosystem. Many of us are designed different, or some people say wired different, because our place of purpose, we are designed for that. So we're going to talk a little bit about the fish analogy to be able to help you understand the what you are, okay? And you will appreciate the what you are and not want to change certain attributes that God has given you or designed you so let's talk about the fishbowl Karina
2: yes so the fishbowl is very interesting what types of fishes actually uh, can be in the fishbowl and this information is taken from ratemyfishtank.com so funny enough that you mentioned goldfish and even myself I always thought that goldfish were meant to be in like the fishbowl that's like a fish that's so cute in the fishbowl and you've a couple of times you see movies, you see a goldfish in the fishbowl. But what's interesting is the, it's not the best fish for the fishbowl. There are many different kinds of goldfish, and not all of them remain small, and that's the reason why. But what fish can go in the fishbowl is the beta, the white clouds, and the garpies, the characteristics of the garpy. And this information is taken from ourmarinespecies.com. These small fish measure about three to six centimeters, and the female can reach up to eight centimeters. Now, Garpis fish, they help fight malaria, which is interesting because their diet includes the red mosquito larvae, a delicacy. And it's an omnivorous characteristic. It allows them to enjoy frozen food as well. Another fact about them is that these fish are always hungry. They have an accelerated metabolism. Ruppies, um, because they have a high
0: metabolism, when you feed them uh, often, they they quickly grab onto the food. Yes. So their self-maintenance in the fish tank is easy. The, the fish tank will never get dirty because it the food that's... There's no leftover, leftover food to reach the surface because they suck and eat on everything that's in the fish tank because they've got a high metabolism. So they design for the fish tank. You know what? What's
1: so cute about the guppy? He even cleans the fish bowl.
0: So there's no burden for the, the fish owner exactly. on cleaning the fish bowl. Yeah. Okay, fantastic. Let's then talk about the ocean fish. We've now spoken about a, a fish that is adaptable in a fish tank let's talk about our ocean fish so we've got the clownfish, the shark Looking at mysticaquarium.com we're going to talk a little bit about sharks what is the purpose of a shark in the ocean God has a purpose for all the creatures and species that created, right? The shark keeps ocean ecosystems in balance. Sharks are the apex predators in marine ecosystem, which means they have a few natural predators and feed on animals below them in the food chain. So sharks limit the abundance of their prey, which then affects the prey of those animals and so on throughout the food web, because sharks definitely directly or indirectly affect all levels of the food web. They help to maintain structure in healthy ocean ecosystems. Sharks affect the behavior and distribution of their prey species through fear. Their indirect control on prey species can affect the greater ecosystem. Okay? For example, sharks help preserve seagrass meadows by intimidating their prey, turtles which eat seagrass. When sharks are present, the turtles move around more and more, grazing over a broader area of seagrass without overgrazing a single area. So sharks are necessary to regulate the ecosystem in the ocean. Now think about it. Imagine you take a shark, Karina and try and put it in a fishbowl what will happen
2: well it's obvious to say that it's gonna grow bigger it's gonna break the bowel and it's gonna die because it's not gonna survive without any water and besides that it needs it's it's built to eat a certain type of food so its body is gonna not be nourished enough to survive in the small thing because you're not giving it the life, the right nourishment. It's not in the in the right environment, and also um, it's it's not in the appropriate level of the, of the water that it needs. Because if you take a fi- the the shark, and you put it in the fish ball, it needs to have a certain temperature of the water to survive, a certain level of water to survive. So if you do that, it's its chances of survival is 100 percent
0: yes it's like yes nothing yes purpose is to preserve the ecosystem to create balance in the Mm -hmm. ecosystem bringing it uh, into a fish tank this the fish tank is an animated sea it's not a real sea it's a small little animation of little plants and maybe some real plants and other little animated rocks etc that are there And so bringing a a shark into an animated environment, it is going to be suffocated. It's going to be, like you say, hungry. And before you know it, it's going to destroy the entire fish tank. Okay, so you won't have a fish tank after that because of that. And then likewise, bringing a guppy into an ocean, it will die because of the fact that Agapi needs mosquitoes, and in, a, in in an environment like moving water, there is no mosquitoes, right? Let's also talk about, I think a good story to describe the place of a fish is using the story about Nemo. Let's talk about the story of Nemo.
2: It's actually such an interesting story. I watched it a couple of years ago, and many of you uh, may have watched Nemo as well. What's interesting in in the story of Nemo is that Nemo is a kid fish, and the father is Marlin, and they clown fishes. So Nemo's mother d- dies, and the father takes care of Nemo and tells him, "Listen, don't do this," and puts restrictions in place to help him
0: in the ocean. In
2: the ocean because he's a little fish and his dad wants to protect him because of what happened to the mother. The mother died. So he was like the only baby fish that survived, but he has a problem with his fin now and it keeps fluffing all the time. So to prove his dad that, you know, he can do anything, when he goes to school, he crosses that restriction of where he's not supposed to go and he ends up getting taken by a um, diver and what happens is Nemo is captured and he's taken to a tank,
0: a fish tank, a
2: fish tank mm-hmm. in a dentist's office. So now he's in this environment with unfamiliar uh, fish. He doesn't know what's happened. And he's always trying to find his way out because he doesn't want to be there.
0: And he's confined.
2: And he's confined. So he's trying everything he can to get out. And he's talking to everyone. And he's telling him, I need to go. And he's talking about his dad. And he wants to get out of this place because it's not something that he's used to. It's not his habitat. It's not his habitat. He's bored. He's frustrated. He's not
0: familiar. And he's like, oh, my gosh, I need to get out of here quickly. And the, the other fish that grew up in that fish tank couldn't relate but knew that they needed to help him. Yes. Okay, so how many of us, Myrtle and Karina, go through life where we are born frustrated of where we are but not sure why we're born frustrated? Could it be because the design of who we are or who God d- designed us to be, had has given us no limitations. But because of the unknown, we end up sitting in a fish tank because we think we're designed to be there because other people are there, but our place of purpose is actually not in the fish tank. I mean, I think about Nemo, right? Um, He grew up in the ocean, therefore he could relate, I'm not born to be in a fish tank. But how many people are actually born in a fish tank but was never designed to be in a fish tank? But because their forefathers lived in a limited fish tank environment, they grew up in that and they kept on thinking, why, I'm very frustrated, I need to get out, but I don't know where to go. I don't know how to take that face uh, that that next step, so having said that i w- I want to talk about what are some of the challenges that inhibit people from living out what they are, meaning here's a clownfish designed and built to live in the corals in the deep sea ocean, but he mistakenly broke the rules while he was growing up in the ocean and touched territories that he shouldn't because he was not mature and suddenly got caught up by the fishmen and put into a confined environment. Okay. How, what are some of the challenges like Nemo that people face that caused them to not live out their purpose?
2: Well, you know, in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 33, it says, For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace has in all the churches of the saints. So God has not given us a spirit of confusion. We, The challenges that many people face is that they confuse. They want to, I know when I was younger, just like Nemo, you want to try out things because everybody else is trying out. You want to fit in. And it's type of this peer pressure kind of thing because you're getting influenced by friends. You're getting influenced by different people around you. So the challenge is who is in your space and what are they telling you? And what are you taking from them in order to move in your journey?
0: Yeah, I mean, I love what you're saying. God has not given us a spirit of confusion, but a spirit of peace about myself. When I was growing up Myrtle, I so much wanted to be a lawyer or a police woman because in my heart, I had this heart to advocate justice. Everything that was unfair irritated me. Everything that was injustice upset me. It really did. And I said, you know what, when I grow up, I'm going to be a lawyer and fight for those who are not uh, treated fairly, or I'm going to be a police and defend justice and block anybody that breaks justice. That was my desire. But when I finished school and I started working, um, because my dad didn't have enough money to send us to university, I said I'd work and study. So I took, you know, my first job was a data capture clock and I worked in a foreign exchange company capturing drawdowns and spots in foreign exchange and I suddenly begin to like that kind of language I like the economic language of stocks and trade I went into Standard Bank doing stocks and share trading for Iran Merchant Bank and then before you know it voila I went into construction industry mining industry and renewable industry and then I realized oh my gosh I absolutely love getting involved in addressing uh, economic development uh, you know throughout projects where companies have to execute construction or mining or renewable energy projects. And I get to be the person that, that directs how the projects uh, drive economic active populations into the mainstream economy, drive people that have a passion for business to get involved in the mainstream economy. And then I realize, my gosh, I found my place or purpose. I love being in the economic development arena, and when I look back and I look at police women and legal lawyer, I'm like, no, 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 no. I am so happy where I am, and I just thank the Lord that my desire for advocacy of justice did not take me into a confused environment of becoming a lawyer or a police woman, because I would have probably had no mercy for people that have done injustice. Whereas in economic development, I understand the atrocities of colonization, and in a fair way, address it in a fair manner. So I thank God that for my own career, I was able to move out of something that was a uh, a feeling to address justice to being to to being involved in a uh, in an area where I can bring solutions. To eradicate injustice. So, pretty much like Nemo, uh, he was going through a school in, in, uh, in the ocean world and how to become an effective ocean influencer and suddenly got trapped into a tank and realized, my gosh, this is not my place of purpose. What are some of the challenges that affect people from identifying their place of purpose? Gospel for Grampian listeners today, are you trapped in a fishbowl? Or are you trapped in an ocean? Because a shark is necessary to balance the ecosystem, as is a fish is necessary in a fishbowl. Where is your place of purpose? Are you confused when you're in the fishbowl? Are you frustrated? Do you want to jump out of the fishbowl like Nemo did? Or because you're called to be in the ocean. Are you in the ocean frustrated because you're afraid of the waves and the corals because you were not designed to be in the ocean? You don't want to set up rules to, and, and value systems. You want other people to set it up and you just want your creative ability to be used in the confinements of a fishbowl. What frustrates you? What fears do you have help define where's your place of purpose? Some of the other factors that affect a person in identifying their place or purpose.
1: A poor value system, Angelina. The fish in a fishbowl already have a defined values. The fishbowl and the setting of the fishbowl by its owner define the value system for the fish to live in. Whereas in an ocean, there is no value system. Nature controls the ocean. There are no valleys. You have to set the valleys for yourself. If you don't, hanging out with a shark will become a predator to ocean life, or like a tuna, easy bait. Wow, that you know,
0: uh, Myrtle. That reminds me of one Corinthians fifteen
1: thirty three. Yeah, right? Angelina. One Corinthians fifteen thirty three. Don't be fooled by those who say such things for bad company corrupts good character
0: good character and some call it good morals so it's very important gospel for Grampian uh, listeners that when you are in when you are trying to identify your place of purpose not only must you um avoid being confused You also need to look at your value system and find people that have the same value systems as you and ensure and actually look at your value systems, assess your value systems. Is it for good or evil? Is it to break down or to build up? I mean, the Bible says that we must esteem others more highly than ourselves. While a shark is designed to balance the ecosystem, we are just using the example of a shark, but we are not designed to be sharks. We are not designed to be predators. And if we hang out with evil people, then we do dangerous things to society rather than good. I mean, where do you think, Myrtle, does rape, stealing, uh, murder come from? Evil desires. So, it is imperative for us to look at our value system and assess our value system against the word of God. That is where we set the boundaries on what we can and cannot do. And I just love what you talk about being in the ocean of life. If you are in a company where you know that the rules are already designed, safe setting, a safe environment, um, then not having your own value systems, you find because that culture has a good environment to keep you safe, that you would not be at risk. But if you are in a large corporate business where you have many different diverse cultures and uh, types of people and characters of people working alongside you, having your own personal value system is imperative. It's like being a fish in the ocean. You can easily be misled into having bad value systems because the diversity of the people that you work with can influence you in a negative way, just like a, a fish that's built to be in the ocean but doesn't have any uh, value systems, it can either become corrupt or it can perish because it's in the hands of a predator in the ocean. You don't want to become a tuna, neither do you want to become a shark. Because either way, shock is intimidating, and everybody runs from it. While it might have purpose to cull the and bring balance in the ecosystem, as human beings, we are not designed to kill people. So, being in the in a negative, dangerous company, we are designed to be evil and wicked, and we are an endanger to society. Neither do we want to be weaklings, where we've got intimidation and fear as our nature because we have got wrong value systems therefore we think poorly of ourselves and then we end up becoming bait and perishing never seeing our promised land so having said that let's talk about people in our lives now that we're talking about having good company so that we have the right value system let's go back to the story of Nemo Karina when he found his way back into the ocean, there was two critical people that was there to meet him. But there was, in the two critical people, one person was sane, the other person was confused. Let's talk about that because having the right people in your life affects you in your place of purpose, right?
2: Yes, it's it's a really interesting movie because... While Marlon is actually looking for Nemo and eventually when they do find Nemo. But the journey of getting there is so hilarious because Marlon finds another fish named Dory who doesn't remember. She has like dementia, so she can't remember things. And she she's a short-term memory loss. So she has short-term memory loss where she can't remember a person's name as an example, she can't remember the certain type of fish, so she'll get you into trouble, which she got um Marlon Nemo's dad into trouble by being swallowed by a whale because she started behaving like a whale when she was a fish, and she started speaking whale and they got swallowed in the whale, so because she lost her identity. she didn't know who she was. she didn't know what fish she was. Or anything like that, and she started behaving like the way but got in trouble.
0: And so it delayed their journey.
2: It delayed their journey. So,
0: yeah, so let's get this. So Nemo had his father trying to track him down and bring him back home. Yes. And then he meets one of Nemo's friends, which is Dory.
2: So, Dory is actually someone that Marlon meets just by the way. Oh, just by the way, just by the so
0: so years now you've got uh, Nemo's got a support structure, which is his daddy, and then his daddy now meets a by the way fish along the path, and that fish has dementia lost identity, forget it's a fish and not a mammal, and suddenly start speaking well and get swallowed by the well. And that just delays their whole trip. How important is having the right people as your support structure, Myrtle? Especially when when you go off track. What happens when you have a wrong support structure?
2: You go off track. You don't know where
1: you are. You're not going to be like um, Nemo that's off track, went into uh, the, the the dentist's um, little fish tank, where he had to try and get out by um, playing his dead. But in the meantime, he got out and went back into the ocean where he meets his father at the end, and that that values made him think, listen, be careful, stay where you are with your father and listen to your father instead of running away and do your own thing. But interesting enough, Myrtle, when he was in
0: the fish tank, he was also reluctant to get close to the fish tank uh you know, fish, because I think he was set in his ways. His father had warned him so that even though he got stuck in a fish tank and he sought help from them, he didn't become comfortable living in that environment. Why? He knew his identity. He knew I am from the ocean. I'm a clownfish and I live in the ocean because mind you in that fish tank, there was a lot of tropical fish. Nothing stopped him from thinking, okay, here's some tropical fish. We have some of that in the ocean. Maybe it's okay for me to adapt and live in a fish tank. No, he knew he comes from the ocean and he knew his identity enough to allow himself to be conformed to the fish tank, that he literally said to them, hey, listen, get me out, get me out. So what I liked about uh, w- uh, about Nima was he knew his destiny was to be in the ocean and he had he had the schooling in the ocean to know that my family is there, therefore I need to get back to my family. So family values are important. Very important, Angelina. Or else you would have been stuck in the fish tank. I mean, he had a fight, like you say, to get out. And again, getting back to Marlon and Dory, that having support structures that know their identity is so important because thankfully, Marlon knew who he was, even though he was delayed in going to find his son. Had he not knew who he was, having a dory in his life would have taken him totally off track and he wouldn't have been able to find his son at the point where his son needed someone to take him back home safely because the journey getting to the fish tank was a long journey. And getting back home was a long journey, So, and it was dangerous as well. So gospel for grandparents we, we, we're coming back to what am I, meaning your place of purpose. Getting off track happens. Having the right people is important because when you're off track, they will track you down. Just like Marlon, uh, Nemo's dad, tracked him down. If you have jealous people, envious people in your inner circle, when you are at your lowest, lowest hey Myrtle, they won't track you down. They will just leave you to suffer in your mess. They will leave you to drown in your mess. They will leave you to live in a fish tank. They won't risk their lives for you. So gospel for Grampian listeners, as you identify your, your place of purpose in life, please, if you're called to be in a fishbowl, then live in a fishbowl. Understand why you're called to live in that environment.
2: You know, Angelina. Another thing is distractions. A lot of people get distracted. In Galatians five verse seven, it's a it's a good scripture that describes how they get distra- distracted. You ran well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? So you could get people that know that they need to be in the fishbowl, as an example, and they're running the race, but they've been distracted and hence do not complete the will of God for their lives because of the distraction. You could get someone in the ocean running their race so well, and then you get a distraction that stops them and prevents them from completing the will of God.
1: Yeah, Angelina, I agree with that. I was supposed to go on pension, and then they offered me another year to get more pension for that year. But I was called to be in Women of Africa Care. I had peace. So that was my distraction. Could have stayed in my fishbowl and not explore what God had for me in Women of Africa. And I was really excited to come to Women of Africa because God put peace in me. So if you've got peace, then you know. Go by the Holy Spirit, pray about it so that you know. Where is your purpose?
0: Absolutely. I mean, I I think many people start off in the fishbowl and then they suddenly realize, okay, I need now to expand to the ocean. And when you talk about expanding to the ocean, it's expanding to national and international. So you become a a nation builder and a global builder. And um, we all start off in fishbowls just for us to figure out where am I where is my place for purpose? Let me get some experience behind me, and suddenly we become a pizza and we say, "Lord, now we're going to step out of the boat, out of the comfort zones." And when we do step out, then the winds come to distract us, and then we get afraid. Okay, and and what are the type of winds that we get? Opportunities that are comfortable, that make sense, that we're familiar with, people we know that promise us things, and because we not certain of the unknown, we therefore then risk taking that step onto the water, like Peter, because we're quite comfortable with the familiar. Many people go through that. I mean, I think about myself, when God had told me, I didn't think I would ever do this. I mean, you must understand our Myrtle. I left, I resigned from group five to open a business and it didn't succeed. The timing was wrong. But I know that I had business in me. And fast forward many years later, seven years later, God reminded me, listen, it's time now for you to go and establish Women of Africa Care. The time is ripe. Go ahead and do it. When the Lord told me to do it, you, Ruth, and myself started this journey. Hey, Gospel for Grampian, we started this journey one year working two jobs. One job is full time in our respective corporate companies. And the other after hours was setting up Women of Africa Care. Then Karina joins us in January doing the full-time role while we were still doing two jobs. And the Lord specifically told me, Myrtle, August 2022 is when you're going to leave the company. And I told Goldwyn, August 2022, I must leave the company. They said to me, are you sure you want to leave, Angelina? I'm like, yes, I must leave. I was stepping out of the boat. Now, Sometimes the enemy will put thoughts. You stepped out of the boat seven years ago and you lost everything. And you know that this time around, God said you must do it and you're going to do it. And here August comes and you step out of the boat. And you realize, my gosh, that is the best thing you could ever do. And then suddenly, three months later, you go visit your fishbowl buddies. And everybody in that fishbowl is complaining, life is so miserable. Wow, they wish they found another job. Wow, things are hectic. Wow, everybody's killing each other in that little fishbowl. It is chaotic. And when you listen to all of them, you go, Thank you, God, that I stepped out into the ocean because I've got enough space to have my freedom to be confined in a little space where everybody is frustrated and irritated and suffocated. So, the best thing I could have done, Myrtle was to step out from the fishbowl and get into the ocean. And lots of people, Gospel for Grampian, God has given you the opportunity to get experiences in those little places. And then a suddenly comes and he says, okay, baby, okay, my daughter, okay, my son, now look me in the eye and believe me when I say, come onto the water. For some of you coming onto the water could be, a company that is already set, and you now need to use your gift and talents there, and God gives you the grace to do the best of your ability to grow in that company. For others, God is saying, get out of that structured company. I'm taking you into an unstructured environment because you mature, because you can take risks, and because your eyes are on me and you are bold I can help you go into the waves and the surfing in order to catch the, the the beautiful things that are hidden in the ocean. So, being in the fishbowl is not a bad thing. Being in the ocean is not a bad thing. But if you don't know where you fall to be, you will not survive in either. But the key here is, in either setting, you have to know who you are, because who you are defines your purpose. And in knowing your purpose, you will know what you are. If I know that I am the greatest economist globally, then I cannot be in a fish tank. How will I influence the world in a fish tank? I need to be in the ocean. Knowing who you are enables you to identify your purpose. And when you know your purpose, you are able to think how big can I grow? Angelina,
1: let me tell you what God thinks of who you are. There's a purpose in life because all life begins with God. He made us each in his likeness. We were created by God to be like him. As our creator, he has a plan in his mind for us and only God can make us complete. God even holds the answer to your questions. You will ask yourself, what is the point? Through our faith in Jesus, there is no more separation from God. No more broken heart. He has a purpose and a plan for you. It depends on yourself. Do you want? If you want to have a fishbowl life, or rather be a fish in the open ocean. Now you know if God made you to be an ocean fish, you will never be able to be stuck in a fishbowl, because you will surely die. If God made you to be in a fishbowl, a fishbowl fish, you will never be able You go out in the ocean to explore new things and new places. You will surely get lost because of all the dangers around you. Big sharks, oil drilling machines and different corals in the ocean. You will read ashore and there goes your purpose. All these hindrances will take you out of your purpose. Now, for an ocean fish to get stuck in a fishbowl, he will never survive because you will feel suffocated, disabled by all the limitations and defined values and rules that does not allow you to explore your big thinking. end up cracking the fishbowl to get out and because there are too much red tape, and boundaries that will make you to be uncomfortable, to explore. Ocean fish must remember their values and support system, to have self-discipline in whatever they do. Angelina, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. We created in the image of God. Then we need to spend time with our source to learn how to exercise. A human baby spends time with a family in order to grow and mature and fulfill their defined purpose. Likewise, we are all children of God created in the image of God to do the good work. He prepared in advance for us to do.
0: Gospel for Grandparent listeners, you know, if you're faithful with little, you can be trusted with more. If I can trust you in the fishbowl, I can trust you in the ocean. But the point is, you've got to start somewhere. I'm thinking about Karina David. David started looking after the sheep. He looked after sheep. That was his fishbowl experience. He defined the rules on how to take care of the sheep. And he knew where the predators would come to hurt the sheep and he would protect the sheep. And then eventually God saw that he was faithful with the sheep, like it was his own. And then God said, okay, now let's see if we can trust you. with taking care of the army of Israel. And so then he goes and he becomes captain of the army of Israel. He was faithful in that place. He was bold. He was strong. He was courageous in that place. And before you know it, he then became king. He became an ocean influencer. So people can start in the fishbowl and then grow, influence the world internationally. So when we're looking at the analogy of the fishbowl and the ocean, we're saying, you start home in your homegrown field to say in your place of purpose, in your local community, what are you doing? How are you making a difference? If you're born in Gauteng and you're working in Gauteng, Can you be trusted in Gauteng to make a difference? If you can, then God will open up an opportunity for you to work provincially or nationally. And if you can be like David and look after the national environment, then God can trust you to look after things in the world. You can be a global influencer. Everything starts in your local place of influence. If you can't be faithful with the talent there, you're not going to be faithful with the talent of. Five, I'm not faithful with taking care of the fishbowl that I'm placed in and working in peace and unity and not killing everybody and not being jealous and envious or spiritual jealous of everybody when they get promoted and I don't get promoted or they get an opportunity to go and speak somewhere and I don't get the opportunity. If I can be faithful in that animated rule-setting environment where there's a lot of red tape, like Myrtle says, then I'm ready to go national where little people are watching me, little rules are in place, and I have to be disciplined in that place, right?
2: It's the parable of the talents. And in this parable, it says, And to one he gave, referring to um, the owner, and to one he gave five talents, to another two and to another one, to each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded them and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received two more also, who gained two more also, but he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with him. So he who who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered I have gained two more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things, entering to the joy of your Lord. Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered. And I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, There you have what is yours. But his Lord answered and said to him, You wicked and lazy servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed.
0: Wow, that you can't be faithful in your fishbowl. You're not going to be faithful in bigger things. You're going to be intimidated and overwhelmed. I'm thinking about the story, the account in Acts 16, verse 6, where Paul knew that he's going to go into oceans that have not been touched before. And because he knew his place of influence was going to be amongst the Gentiles, he knew that if they rejected him, it was okay. If you are not an ocean influencer, if you've not called to touch territories that you've never touched before, when you are rejected there, you will always come back to your familiar place because you are not ready. For influencing nations, and in Acts sixteen six to ten, it says the account of now when they had gone through Phrygia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. After they had come to Mesia, they tried to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit did not per- permit them. So passing by Magia, they came to Troas, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. Now, after he had seen the vision, immediately we sought out to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. Now, that is what happens when you get out of the one-talent mentality, when you understand that God has given you so many talents. You need to go out and exercise those talents. Had, had Paul not exercised his talents among the Gentiles, then when he was forbidden to go into the one town, he would have come back home. He would have not explored Macedonia. He would have not been mature enough to say, okay, rejection is redirection. Important for us, Gospel for Grampian listeners, I know it's a very deep topic we are talking about. That is why we thought we'd bring the fishbowl and the Nemo story to help you to understand that there are certain places that God has designed you to operate in. If you are in the school of learning, then you have to respect the jurisdiction and not go out of the jurisdiction because you are going to fall apart and go into territories you you shouldn't go. Like for example, Nemo was in the school of learning. He was not mature as yet. He went and touched boundaries that he's not supposed to and ended up going into a fish tank. From a big ocean, he went into a confined, limited environment How many of you gospel for Grampian? God is training you to be a global influencer. But because you choose to be rebellious or choose not to go through the school of training, you end up not listening to your teachers or your mentors or your coaches, and you end up going into territory you shouldn't go. And before you know it, you're confined in the fishbowl and you don't know how to get out you don't know how to get out, form to the fish in the fishbowl, or you become a convinced, motivated Nemo that, no, I need to get back into the ocean because my life is not confined into a fishbowl. People that are not willing to take risks, people that are not convinced of who they are, people that don't know their identity, people that are not sure about their purpose, Myrtle, end up either perishing in the ocean because they quickly jumped into the ocean when they weren't supposed to and therefore they live by the shore and all the people that swim by the shore kill them or they get caught for the fishermen that fish in the shore and they become food or they just get stuck in the fishbowl. So Gospel for Grampian listeners, as we talk about the what I am today, know who you are in God. Know your identity. Know that you were designed in a specific gender, with a specific personality, with a specific outlook and branding for a specific purpose. You have a personality, you have gifts and talents that God has given you designed for your place or purpose. You can't be a David that becomes king many, many years later if you don't follow the school of teaching that every step of the way that God has called you to train you must follow the king and be disciplined. You cannot envy other people's positioning. I mean, I'm thinking about David. When God anointed David to be the king of Israel, he didn't go after and kill Saul. Neither did he say to Saul, listen, I'm going to put your armor uh, on because I am the future king. He knew his identity was in God. That even though Myrtle that Saul said, yo, use my um, armor to fight Goliath. He knew his identity was in God and that if God wanted him to fight Goliath, he has got his armor. He doesn't have to wear the king's armor. Yet he knew that in the future he was going to be the king. How many of us, Myrtle, know our future but, but neglect the training? We want to jump straight into the future, happy to wear the king's armor, when we're not even the size yet to wear the armor. When David put on the armor, it was too big for him. He would have missed throwing that stone onto the giant because the armor would have come in the way. So gospel for Grampian listeners, God has given you a purpose to influence a destiny. You cannot fulfill what you are designed to fulfill if you don't allow God to take you through the process of growing up. Like Myrtle said, that when you spend time with God, you will mature in the things of God. A baby born spends time with its mother and father and grows up, goes to school, and only after it finishes grade 18, i mean grade 12 at the age of 18, then the child is released to go to university and learn to do tertiary education. Thereafter, the child is released to live on their own. There's a process, right? There's a process. Grow in God, and you will know how to grow from the fish tank and move into the ocean. The what I am, God has designed all of us to be fruitful and multiply and occupy the ends of the earth. Some are called to open churches. Some are called to establish churches in many countries. Some are called to nurture and look after churches. Some are called to look after a few churches in the area. But if you're not faithful with one talent, you can't look after five churches. If I'm not faithful with women of Africa care, how will I be faithful with women of Australia care and America care? I can't take care of three companies if I can't take care of one company. There's a process.
1: It is important to know your purpose in life As it affects your potential, it influences your capabilities. You can't explore what you don't know. Potential is hidden within. You need to look inside to explore outside. You need God, inspiration to look within. Okay. If your purpose is located in a fishbowl, what you place in the ocean? You'll be stuck by the shore, afraid to enter the deep waters and rob yourself of not enjoying the ocean life where there is unlimited possibilities. Therefore, it is good to find out what is your purpose in life, what is your potential, so that you know your place of influence. God has a purpose and plan. For your life, Gospel of Four Grampian Listeners.
0: Wow, that is so inspirational, Myrtle. Absolutely. God has a purpose for your life. And I love what you're saying, Myrtle. Look inside to explore outside. If you don't know who you are inside, you'll never know how to explore because you don't know what's inside. Wow.
2: Yes, I agree, Myrtle. You cannot fully function if you do not know what you're capable of. And like a runner, a runner cannot run to the destination if he doesn't know how to get there.
0: He needs direction. He needs direction, but he also needs stamina.
2: Yes. And
0: he needs skills in running. So if he can't do 2Ks, how is he going to do 20Ks? He needs to exercise the God-given talent. And I love what Myrtle says, that to exercise your God-given talent, you need godly inspiration, which comes through reading your word, Having time with the Lord in pray, prayer and having godly people of like minded values in, in your life in order for you to grow your skills, pool. So from Women of Africa Care, very deep topic. So we had to dissect it into ocean and fish fish for you to understand that God has designed us all to be power-packed, influential people throughout the earth And uh, you determine whether you call to be in the ocean or the fishbowl by how much you're willing God to work in your life. The less of God in your life, and the more of your sensory knowledge of things uh, is you are stuck in a fishbowl. The more of God in your life, and more of spirit download, you are. The ocean is your playground. So, from Women of Africa Care, have a wonderful, wonderful day. And a lot of food for thought this January. I'm hoping that as you close off your January month, you know who you are. You know what your gifts and talents are. You know where your place of purpose are. You know what you are. Like we say, we know what we are. We have a character. We have an identity. We have a purpose that is promoted by identity, and we know what our skills and talents are. Therefore, we know where we call to influence, and we pray the same upon you. So, I want to pray for you right now, uh, gospel for Grampian listeners. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come to you. I pray, Father God, that every single listener at the sound of our voice will begin to tap into the unlimited resources of heaven to identify who they are in you because your word says that we are all powerful because we are in you you are you are all knowing you are all-powerful, you are omniscience. Omniscience means God, you are all-knowing. Omnipotent means you are all-powerful. And when you say that in you we live, move, and have our being, it means that we are all-knowing and we are all-powerful. And your word says that when we want wisdom, we can ask you and you will generously give it to us. So, Father, I pray that every Gospel for Grampian listener will know who they are in Christ Jesus, and they will begin to operate in their place of purpose, being global influences, changing the world one day at a time, in Jesus' name. I pray, Father God, that they will not have any more limitations, that no time is wasted, and that you would quicken their hearts, Father, to understand that their time on this earth is a privilege and honor, and that they should not be reckless with their time, but rather allow God to help them identify their place and purpose in society so that they can change the world one day at a time, in Jesus' name. Goodbye, Gospel for Grampian listeners from Myrtle, Karina, and myself. Ta-ta. Bye.